I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. With Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And as many of you know, when I look at the the breadth and depth of everything we try to talk about on this program every week, uh, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's just about social commentary, political commentary, economy. Uh, and to me, it's about much more than that. Uh, politics matters for sure. Uh, policy matters m- way more. Uh, principles matter more than that. And of course, pe- people matter most of all. Uh, And I firmly believe that the policy and the politics are way, way, way downstream from principles, from people, and really from leadership. Uh, One of the places that I look, one of my ultimate inside sources uh, when it comes to leadership and management is Scott Hammond. You hear him on KSL all the time with his Management Minute, and Scott gets it. He's a scholar. He's a sage. He's a master mentor extraordinaire. And whether I'm listening to Scott in my car, (laughs) whether I'm reading something he's put together, uh, you can always find him in one of his classes uh, there at Utah State University. And uh, Scott joins us on the program for a really important conversation today uh, about teams uh, and, and teamwork and how we build that. So, Scott, thanks for jumping on with us today. Oh, thanks. You're too kind. Hey, can I add another P to your list of principles and per- people? Absolutely. It's, it's purpose. Mm. A unifying purpose is something we talk about a lot. And I thought uh, your last guest, Michael Medved, really talked about how we can work in different ways, but always having a unifying purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that is such an important part. And it's such an important aspect of management and leadership. Uh, and I wanted to dig into that a little bit with you. I know you've got a book coming out, your Management Minute coming out in November. Uh, but uh, there's so many principles that we need to apply, not only in business, but in our communities, definitely in, in government and elected officials. Uh, but when it comes to those high-performance teams, that teamwork, uh, give us the baseline. Where should we begin? Well, I think purpose is the thing you start with, because if you have a unifying purpose, a reason that you all gather together and sweat and work it out and work out a complex problem, if you have that purpose, then you've got a, you're off to a good beginning. I learned this because I, I do volunteer search and rescue, and I was following this guy down, a veteran down the mountain once in a rainy night, you know, uh, they just brought a young kid off the mountain, and this reporter was haranguing him with questions about why do you do this? Why are you out in the middle of the night doing? And and he finally he just said, well, every child is our child, mm. and and it just kind of created this umbrella for why search and rescue people do what they do. Or another one, um, you, you know, uh, I heard an airline employee say, 
what he does for a living is bring loved ones together. Mm. And that's kind of a, a bigger thing. It's not the company motto. It's the reason we do things. Yeah. You know, why do we have a democracy? Why do we work together? Why do we go through all this difficulty of having an election and arguing with each other? Because we have this unifying purpose that we want to build a, a democratic society where all voices are heard. Uh. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I love that. I, I, I'm a firm believer that uh, when it when it comes to that, that, if the why is big enough, the how is usually not a problem uh, when it comes to teams and having that purpose, as you said. Uh, Scott, I want to talk about the, kind of the flip side of that. We often talk about driving forces for teams and things that will make that team move better, go better. But sometimes we ignore the inhibiting factors of a team that sort of push that performance back down and things that if uh, they don't get addressed, they end up uh, whacking the performance in the end. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know what the number one thing is? Every time I've ever done a, a a team assessment or an organizational assessment, every time you do a diagnostic on a on a team, you find the number one problem is communication. Mm-hmm. It's always there. You know how how can we better communicate? And and one of the things that highly reliable teams do is that they always have a uh, see communication as a joint responsibility. It flows every direction up down, sideways, everyone communicates and everyone's responsible for that communication. Uh, I love that. I I always say that uh, an organization has to have a communication strategy with each other, the members of the team, that's every bit as sophisticated and powerful as whatever the policy strategy or the go-to-market strategy is. Uh, You have to have that. Now, I'm going to ask you a real specific because this morning, as I was in my car driving into the Uh studio, guess who I was listening to? Scott Hammond uh. and, and this very important management minute. And you were talking this morning about how leaders today are often leading people in remote situations. And the thing that struck me, you said often they are leading people they've never met uh, in a oh, diversified yeah. workforce. How do you create that kind of connection, that compelling why and communication in that kind of leadership environment? Oh, a really good example of this is you mentioned the book that's coming out that was designed by a woman in Pakistan who I've never met, but I feel like she's my best friend because we've been working on this book cover and book interior and all these things together. That's kind of how the world is these days. And so we need to learn how to establish relationships with people we never meet and still work with them. And, you know, I don't know all the how about that, but I know the one thing is that you have to respect their hours, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, there's that that really practical thing, but it's also interesting to me that, you know, she mentioned that she was uh, 
couple of weeks ago that she was not feeling well, and we we accommodated the deadline. We oh, you know, uh, sent well wishes back and forth, and uh, people still have the same basic needs, even if you haven't met them before. But yeah, leaders today have to be able to work with people who are part time, full time, uh, just working away yeah. from uh, uh, the the you know the the plant and working at home and. All these different kinds of, of communications um, make it complicated. Yeah, and then final question real quick. Uh, as, as you look at those teams, you know, we talk about these principles and putting this together. And again, if you've got a remote team, there's an added level or added degree of difficulty. Uh, and the real question for me is, uh, I always say that when the uh, when the sea, sea is calm and the winds are light and the, the sun is out, every boat in the harbor has a great captain. Uh, but, but when the sea's rough, the wind's howling, uh, you better hope you have somebody who understands the boat. Uh, so how do you keep a high-functioning team high-functioning at those crucial times when things aren't going so good or not looking so good? Well, I think that's a really interesting metaphor because, you know, we've had presidents, we've had politicians, we've had uh, business leaders who are who are just not good at building teams. And they have high turnover. And they're always having, they're not in, they don't communicate well. And so you get one message from one side and another message from the other side. Um, a good team communicates well. And when the, when the weather gets tough, they can solve those complex problems. And this is, this goes back to that communication issue. They feed information to the leader, to the mm. captain. They know when he needs it. I'll give you an example from search and rescue. We have a channel we call tactical, you know, that we can just kind of chat on. It's, it's not uh, nobody's listening to it except when we go into operation when we're raising or lowering or bringing in a helicopter and then there's no more chit chat on that channel yeah. it, wow. we focus on the task at hand and everybody on the team knows that and and you know you, you, everybody on the team is responsible for that communication and so You've got to give the information to the captain when they need it. Oh, fantastic. As always, Scott Hammond, Professor of Practice, Department of Management, Utah State University. The book coming out, The Management Minute. Uh, great stuff. My inside source. Thanks for joining us today, Scott. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Stick with us. We're going to go from leadership to stewardship. Very crucial conversation coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.